0: Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name's David Webb.
1: I'm Arielle Edwards. We get
0: nerdy nightly. And
1: we thought we'd share it with you.
0: That. Is right. Welcome back to another edition of The Nightly Morning Show, a Wednesday edition. Yeah. A hump day edition of The Nightly Morning Show here on twitch.tv slash Nightly. If you're catching this in our audio podcast feed or on the YouTube, uh, please know that you can join us Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern to watch the show live as we break down the news with me, and uh, a Lil' Roos.
1: A <laughs> Lil' Roos. I'm, I'm never going to live that down.
0: Rap, uh, oh, rapper man. extraordinaire, Lil' Roos. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: yeah. 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 I'm um, Yeah. No.
0: No. No. I don't that, That's rap. a big old no. I, I do
1: not rap. I'll do, I'll be the person who does like the like random riffs in the background of like a rap song. Mm-hmm. But that, that's as close as I yeah.
0: get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna shoot. Yeah,
1: I'll I'll do that kind of stuff. Totally, totally, (laughs) totally.
0: Welcome in, everybody. Uh, For those of you who were here yesterday, we were celebrating Life Day Mm -hmm. with our good friend, Mello. Um, And part of that was talking about the fact that Disney Plus had released a new Life Day Star Wars Lego Holiday Special. Yeah. It was the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. You know, Lego likes to put its name first. Yes. Yes. and, uh, we watched that last night. And we did. what do you it, think?
1: It, you know what? It was actually really sweet. It was, um, um, very much kid-friendly. Like, geared towards
0: mm-hmm.
1: young As all Lego children, content You is. know, which, uh, but... And
0: should be. I don't need, um, yeah. I don't need an adult Lego. Play.
1: No, no, that's okay. Um, but, you know, it was really cute, and, um... Clearly, like, outside of canon, but it was fun to see mm-hmm. regardless, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, there were just, like, these silly things that you wouldn't get outside of, like, Lego. Yeah. Um, and it was it was fun. It's easily digestible. It's only about an hour long. hmm Um, and we, we enjoyed it. It was a nice way to, to relax for the evening.
0: I especially appreciated the, um... The way the uh, Emperor was portrayed, I, I found that quite funny. Yeah. I had a great time. Um, you know, for me, it was nice to have new Star Wars again. Um, I, I love Star Wars so much, obviously. I mean, <laughs> just look at my life. Um, <laughs> but uh, look at the giant image of me painted as Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. that hangs in my living There's room. There's
1: a Millennium Falcon right there and right there.
0: And and X wing <laughs> yeah. and um, I you know I always get excited for new Star Wars and so obviously I was excited for this but it was it was really nice to have something that felt like a holiday movie yeah. um, and like gave me holiday vibes that wasn't um, uh, tied to any sort of religious idea Yeah. like it didn't you know it wasn't a Christmas movie it wasn't like a you know and it wasn't it was just kind of its own thing but it still had a holiday.
1: It was a life day.
0: Yeah, it was life day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it just, it felt nice. And honestly, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. I thought the jokes were good. Mm-hmm. I thought that like for young kids, it would be a perfect little hour long watch. Yeah. It, it didn't overstay its welcome. You know, it wasn't too long. Um, like the original holiday special is. Um, and I was just really impressed with it. I, I, I you know, I, I wish, I do wish that they'd gotten the original cast back to do the voices. Um, yeah. Yeah. The voices were noticeably different for the characters, but other than that, honestly, it was it was fun. I had a really good time with it. Mm-hmm. The other weird thing about it <laughs> that we kept noticing is um, Yoda's face is animated differently than every other character's face. Yeah, and it's it's he has like he has legitimate like eyelids.
1: Yeah, it's very weird to see as like a Lego character. Like I yeah. was like, <laughs> his uh... mouth is also
0: three dimensional. Like it goes in, like everyone else. Everyone else is like on the face, like yep. the Lego Movie. Like it just moves up and down. It's two D on the face, and but Lego or Yoda's face is three D. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's super it's weird. It's very
1: weird, just in con, like like when you put it against everything else in the movie. Yeah, you're like, hmm, yeah. Otherwise, I don't think it would have been as weird. You know, like if all the characters. Looks more like that. But he he was just so different.
0: It reminds me of um, the Disney uh, Hercules movie. Uh Um, When you get to the Hydra scene... And the Hydra is in a different animation style than the rest of the movie,
1: eee.
0: and the Hydra is in like that because they, they were trying something new and they're trying like some new like three D animation techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole rest of the movie isn't doesn't look like that at all, and so it just is like kind of you're like it's
1: a little bit odd, like yeah, you're like, Wait, something uh, doesn't feel right. Hercules
0: is my favorite Disney animated film. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> I'm not I'm not down on Hercules. Yeah, I just um, it is always striking to me when I'm like oh yeah the Hydra like looks very different than everything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and like even as a kid, you know, noticing that you're like, Well mm-hmm. hmm, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, we, we enjoyed it. Guys if you if you have an hour and you love Star Wars and you like Lego, you know, give it give it a watch. It's fun, it's silly, but it's 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 a good time. <laughs> uh
0: Delphicle says the Lego, uh, the child character is so bad though the eyes are creepy and they use the baby model. Which makes it oddly proportioned. Yeah, yeah. Both Yodas, Baby Yoda, who does appear very briefly, uh, and uh, Yoda, Yoda, mm-hmm. Yoda, Yoda. Y- y- Do you think his last name's Yoda? Do you think his name is Yoda Y Yoda, and his no. name is actually Yoda Yoda Yoda? No. What if his name was Yoda Yoda Yoda?
1: I'd be very upset.
0: Yoda Yoda oxen free. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the 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 choice to make the Yoda species three dimensional and no one else is 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 a choice.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a choice.
0: Yeah. There's also some, Dil Pickle brings up the proportions, but, yodeling, funny joke. Uh, there's also some, um, like, the characters are too big for the X-Wings, so they're sit outside the X-Wings on top of them in space, which cracked me up. Yeah. Um, but stuff like that, like, I'm, I, whatever, it's, I don't care. Yeah,
1: it's Lego, yeah. and you're kind of like, ah, it's fine.
0: But yeah, the story was fun, the, the moral message of it was really good. Um, yeah. You know, it was a good message about, like, being a teacher, being a leader, being a friend. Uh, and yeah, they just did a, they did a good job.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we get into some of the actual news?
1: Yes. Let's Um it.
0: Y'all, we found out yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. We've actually talked about yesterday on the show that there's too many DC television shows.
1: Yeah. We were like, okay, wait, how many are running concurrently? Yes. Like... Or
0: are or being made right now to come out in the next year. Yeah. Um, and we found out some news about one of those shows yesterday uh, after the show, which was that the um, showrunner. Terrence Winter for the show the bat uh, for the prequel show sorry to the Batman mm-hmm. uh, centered around the GCPD is going to uh, he he left uh, Terrence Winter has left the production mm-hmm. over creative differences after sparring with the um, with Matt Reeves who is directing the Batman movie as well as the studio over uh, how the show should go, the tone, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Creative Differences is uh, Hollywood speak for we're not going to tell you what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a polite way to uh, say, hey, don't ask any more questions about this because we won't answer them. Yeah. But uh, it is a shame. Terrence Winter is a, uh, a rather prolific showrunner, and, and I was excited to see how he was going to write this show. Yeah. But he has stepped away now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think... What, what, what do you think the uh, creative differences could be in a pandemic? Oh like, do you think they gosh. had, like, a bad Zoom call?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. No, they just had, like, technical difficulties in the Zoom call. It wasn't even that, like, they they, they, they just got so frustrated because it kept, like, cutting out or the mic stopped working. And, and they were just like, you know what? No, I can't. I can't do it. Can't can, do it.
0: Can you imagine if they were literally like, Terrence Winter cannot figure out how to use Zoom? So we can't, we have to work over Zoom and he can't figure it out. So we're just, we, we're not going to work with him. Terrence, we'll hire you again when we can see you in person.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I really hope that that was it. I know that that's not the case. No, it's definitely not. But I, I, like that to me, that, <laughs> instead of saying creative diff, Differences. I would just be like, you know, like the we uh, he left the project due to technical difficulties. <laughs>
0: due to technical difficulties, yeah. The uh, people would literally be like, I think are they implying that Terrence Winter is a robot? <laughs> is Terrence is Terrence Winter a robot?
1: Hey, hey, you ne- um, no judgment, but you never know.
0: Yeah, truly, you never know. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Oh, my Um, goodness.
0: So uh, one of the things that's interesting to me about this story is I I think that it happens a lot in situations where there is a television show like this that is tied into a movie franchise. Um, Movie franchises place certain demands on the things that are um, asked of them, you know? Mm, Yeah. Uh, And so the, the Warner Brothers team is definitely in a mindset To protect the franchise of the Batman. Yeah. And I think that in doing so, it makes it hard for more auteuristic creators to be in charge of them. Yeah. Um, they, they typically want to do their own thing. They want to make it their own. They want, they want to say something with it Mm -hmm. while the studio is more minded towards, Hey, this has to fit into a certain world that we're building, and it has to build upon the fan base of that world, yeah. and it has to financially make sense for us to not... to have these connected in a way. Mm-hmm. So, like, you mm-hmm. have to make your show within these parameters. Yeah. And I think that for someone like Terrence Winter, uh, there's no real reason for him to want to create something that he doesn't have full control over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you are already... When you are already at that point, mm-hmm. you know... Um, <laughs> You have, you have the time, you have the money, Mm -hmm. you know, if a project is not what you want it to be, then you don't have to do it, you Mm -hmm. know, it it, it probably seems like this was not going to be enjoyable for him, um, in the way that he wanted it to be because of these differences. And hey, you know what, like, honestly, like all the power to you. I don't know what happened, but as long as it was, you know, amicable and he's like, Hey, look, this is not what I want to be doing with my time Mm -hmm. that I, I totally get that. You know, if you're at that point in your career, all the power to you.
0: Yeah, I I, I totally agree with that. I think uh, also that for a show like this, you want someone who <laughs> wants to... You, you want someone who wants to fit into the world, right? Yeah. Like, for Warner Brothers, I don't think there's going to be any ill will here. I don't think there's going to be any... Um, I don't think anyone at Warner Brothers is upset with Terrence Winter. I unless there was some huge fight, unless yeah,
1: that they are not. And we hear in three
0: months that like Matt whatever. Reeves and Terrence Winter went to blows um, over a Zoom call and were punching the screens, um, which I don't think happened. Um, yeah,
1: I I'm gonna bet money that no. <laughs>
0: um, I just you know whenever I hear this in a franchise that's connected like this, mm-hmm. I I get the sense that. They got together. They worked on it a little bit. They had different visions, and Matt Reeves and Warner Brothers were like, "Look, this is what we need it to be." And Transformers was like, "Respectfully, that's not kind of where I want to spend the next year of my life."
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. for for these creators, you've got to understand, like, you have to spend a year of your life on this show.
1: Yeah. Twenty four
0: seven. Sometimes you sometimes you end up overnights for weeks at a time. You know? Yeah,
1: it really takes over your entire mm-hmm. life. To put on a project of this magnitude. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if it's not going to be something that you love, like, that, that's going to be a rough year
0: And you. Yeah, and honestly, I, I'm hoping... I'm kind of hoping that the studio will maybe turn towards an up-and-coming person and give someone a shot now. Yeah. Because I think the Batman is a franchise where you could take an up-and-coming young creator mm-hmm. um, who... You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying pluck an unknown unless it's me. If you want me to show on the show, I absolutely will. It's I'm
1: fine, sorry, I will you...
0: quit the nightly morning show. I'll, run...
1: I'll give you his phone number, guys.
0: <laughs> but it's I, I, I'm pretty sure my phone number is actually on Instagram, which I need to fix. But okay, um... no, my old one is.
1: Oh, your New York number. Perfect. My new phone number
0: not on Instagram. Thank Gorsh. Um
1: No, but I, I I love what you're saying that like the Batman is a. a that, so that's a world and a universe and a franchise that's already been established. Mm-hmm. It's clear that... Um, uh, oh God, who's do, you Matt Reeves. Uh, it's clear that Matt Reeves knows what it needs to be.
0: And has a strong vision for
1: yeah, it. Yeah, there is already a vision for this. To bring someone in who's a little um, a, more green, I guess is a good mm-hmm. way to put it, yeah. and and give them a shot um, at something huge like this would be life-changing for somebody. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and because you have Matt Reeves there executive producing and, and uh, obviously having his hands in it, um, the, I think that you're kind of safe to bring in someone else mm-hmm. uh, who maybe has less experience but has a really creative vision. Um, Terrence Winter was showrunning the show as well as writing it, so obviously they're going wow. to be bringing in a new writer. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, especially if you could find someone with an interesting, you know, the, the, your, your Commissioner Gordon this show is a person of color. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that if you were to bring in a showrunner of color, to write, uh, a, a really, really write a story about what it would be like for the Commissioner of Gotham to be a person of color, and and what the mm-hmm. how that would affect the story. I, I think that there's actually a really interesting take in there mm-hmm. that I don't have. I have no idea how to write that. Um, obviously, look at me. Um, but uh, I think that I think that you could give a up and coming creator some time with Matt Reeves to um really really hash out this idea of like. What if Commissioner Gordon was working with Batman and was also a, a man of color in that role? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a, I think there's a great story there. Yeah. And I'm, I would be, I would be excited if they made that choice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like that's, the, you know, that's just not another Batman thing.
0: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's
1: more interesting to me. You know.
0: Well, and we also just finished Gotham, which is the Commissioner Gordon show. Yeah. Like we liter, we literally just had this television show for six years on television. Yeah. So like. You, so you got
1: to do something with it.
0: It has to be very different because. Yes. I don't, and, and, you know, they're like, well, this one's set in kind of a 70s world. And I'm like, yeah, but so was Gotham. You know, yeah. like, Gotham also was kind of set in a 70s world. Mm-hmm. Um, they had modern technology. It was very anachronistic, which was fun. But, um,
1: yeah, it's, it, it, and it's fine. Um, um,
0: but- Nolan <laughs> Pfeiffer saying, says, do you think the next Batman movie will be good? I do, Nolan, and here's why. Matt Reeves is a genius. Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves made me emotionally invest in apes in a film in a way that I did not think was possible, one. Two, Robert Pattinson is a brilliant actor. If you have not seen Good Time, just go watch it. It's a Sardi Brothers film. Uh, They're the ones who just did the um, Uncut Gems movie that everyone said Adam Sandler should have been nominated for an Oscar for. Mm -hmm. They're brilliant directors, and Good Time is so good if you think mm-hmm. that robert pattinson is not going to be a good batman because all you've seen him in is twilight then all you've seen him in is th- th- not it's that is not representative of the kind of actor that he is mm-hmm. <clears throat> go see tenet I, I know that we say that we don't like tenet all that much because of the audio problems but he's but great, he's in great. yeah he's very batman intended as well mm-hmm. and um and go see good time those two roles alone and he has a bunch of other great films but those two roles alone watch those and be like, oh I get it. That guy could be Batman. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be great.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. Um I, I'm I'm very excited for his take on it because I think he's a creative guy. Mm-hmm. And um it's one of those things where I honestly think that doing Twilight uh pushed him to be better. Him you
0: know? and Kristen Stewart both.
1: Yeah. They yeah. both were like okay, we need to like we did this thing And unless we want to be stuck in this thing for the rest of our careers, we need to, we need to work on this. And they Mm -hmm. did, they did. They, they broke out of that Twilight franchise and literally like the stuff that they have done since is really, really fascinating.
0: Yeah. I also, if, if you want to see a really wonderful Kristen Stewart performance, I recommend, um, Camp X-Ray, uh, in which she plays a guard at Guantanamo baby who begins a friendship with, um, one of the um, uh, terrorists who has been um, imprisoned there. Uh, and it is a really, really fascinating look on... It's a really fascinating look at the ways in which humans can interact with each other even when they are so far apart uh, as ideologically and, and in their um, mm-hmm. in their ideas of the world. Uh, and Camp X-Ray, is a, it's a beautiful film. It's a tough watch at points, yeah. but it's a beautiful film. And she is she's really really good in it she really is uh, she delivers a uh, an incredible performance mm-hmm. uh, and honestly like Twilight is the thing that made them both household names yeah um, sure. and so I'm sure they're both grateful for that in a lot of ways but it's um, it's the movies they've put out after that mm-hmm. that have really cemented them both as like r- remarkable actors to me yeah um
1: yeah they and and my the thing that I love is that they put in the work Mm-hmm. you know yeah. i like you, you you guys all know me there's one thing that i find a really hard i, I have a hard time forgiving laziness mm-hmm. um and th- like <laughs> what no, it's just true no it, it is like i you know if if this is Especially what you want to do, do your
0: hardest or your hardest
1: on forgiving yourself leave me alone. Laziness. don't at me right now um no i think that like you know that that the work that they had to do to break out of that mold um, is something like I'll probably never understand at that at that level, and mm-hmm. I just have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, and so I'm I'm really excited to give Robert Pattinson a chance as the Batman. Uh,
0: before we move on from Batman to our next news story, uh, I believe it was Nat Bat. Yeah, Nat Bat asked uh, what we thought of Ben Affleck leaving the Batman role after two movies. Nat Bat here's the thing by the time the snyder cut comes out it'll be two movies and a television series series? but also it looks like he is going to be in the flash um so i would not yet say that ben affleck is done as batman yeah if it's just those two movies that's fine i i i liked his batman um i i didn't get what i wanted from it because i didn't really get a lot of it, you yeah. know? Yeah, um, that's fair. I, I appreciated him as Bruce Wayne a lot. Uh, the, the dinner party scene at Lex Luthor's house in um, Batman v Superman, he is so good as Bruce Wayne in that scene. And yeah. I wanted more... I, I We never got to see Bruce Wayne billionaire out and about, you know what I mean? The yeah. way that we did with Christian Bale. Um, so honestly, my take on uh, Ben Affleck is that I just wish we had seen more of him as Batman.
1: I wish she'd been in better movies. <clears throat> mm.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, we just got the new trailer for the Snyder Cut yesterday. Yeah. Um, which we're not really going to talk about here because it's the same trailer as the fandom trailer. There's like four new shots. Yeah, so we've like we were like, it.
1: wait, we've already seen this. Yeah, we've already like,
0: talked about it. It's the same trailer. They're just putting it up again because they had to fix some music issues. Um, yeah. What's up, Twitch? Um, <laughs> and uh, so, so it, it's 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 the same trailer. You know, we've we've said we've already talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, the old podcast back when it was a weekly podcast we talked yeah about
1: that. guys we used to do a weekly podcast and now we do it daily um, <laughs> hey five days a week it's fine uh,
0: but uh, so Nat Bat to answer your question uh, I don't think Ben Affleck's done I think that he said he was done uh, the same way that Daniel Craig said he was done with James Bond and yet Daniel Craig <laughs> still has a James Bond movie coming out next year so I think that we're going to keep seeing that Batman mm-hmm. uh, and um, for to, to be completely honest I hope that for Ben Affleck's sake We see him... uh, I I just hope he's happy, and I hope that he is um, uh, handling his recovery well and is doing well. uh, Just because I know that it was a tough time for him. And uh, I really love Ben Affleck. I love him as a writer. I love him as a director. um, uh, I love the town. I love Argo. I love Good Will Hunting. You know, like, Ben Mm -hmm. Affleck's career is is really... Is something that I've always really appreciated. Yeah. And uh, I know that he struggles with some uh, personal things. And I just wish the best for him. Because I... I yeah, I just I, I really appreciate his work and I've always appreciated his work, except for Gee obviously. Um or Gigi what is that movie? Is it Gee? I don't the, know. The really bad one he did. Um,
1: I I don't know what you're talking about.
0: It's it's like one of those like famous ones. G is
1: like the musical.
0: No, I think it's G Lee. Okay. G-I-G-L-I. Um but yeah, I just hope that he's doing well. And um I, I hope he's Batman more. I, I would love to see more of that Batman and watch that Batman grow. Um but now it's Robert Pattinson and how that ties in yeah, Geely. Uh thanks, mm-hmm. Dark Dispatch. Uh, how that ties into the Justice League is going to be weird. Because um, apparently there yeah. is a Superman in the the new Batman with Rob Pattinson. Uh, there was a set photo of someone in a Superman suit.
1: Yeah. So we'll yeah. See. So, well, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> we will see.
0: Uh, it's time to move on to our next news story, which is a cool one. Uh, not really cool. It might be devastating to the industry of movie making, <laughs> But um, Cinemark it's and Universal have come together to uh, agree on a new deal um, to shorten the uh, mandatory release window mm-hmm. for cinemas. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, when a movie comes out, there is an agreement between the distributors, um, which is the studios, and the, um, the actual theaters themselves, that they will not... Put the movie up online for uh, video on demand streaming or premium video on demand. Uh, premium video on demand is where you pay a rental price yeah. for it. Um, uh, like like the Mulan was premium video on demand where they paid thirty dollars on top of the um, totally
1: the streaming service.
0: Streaming service. So the movie theaters have typically had a window of like three months, uh, and now the window is shortened <laughs> with between Cinemark and Universal to yeah. thirty days.
1: So what was it before? Three months. Three months. Yeah. So we went, we, we cut that time into a third.
0: Yeah. So because of COVID movie, movie company, movie companies have been wanting to do this for a long time. They've been wanting to shorten that release window so that they could put the movies up and start making money through a second income source because uh, at home video is big money uh, in a way that um, we don't talk about enough. Honestly, when we talk about box office, um, and the, the movie studios really have been wanting to push for this a while, but the mm-hmm. theaters uh, and the, the, the theatrical group, um, I can't remember the name of it, but they're, they, they're all part of this um, union sort of idea together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had really good bargaining power because you cannot make that much money. You can't make as much money on streaming services as you can in person. And, and Avengers Endgame would not have made as much money if it could have been streaming. Totally. Just realistically. And so the new deal is essentially that uh, we will see movies head to premium video on demand so paid video on demand much faster because universal had already struck a similar deal with amc Mm -hmm. Uh, cinemark owns uh, regal cinemas and amc owns obviously amc cinemas so between those two companies that is the majority of cinemas in the united states and universal's bargaining power now to move forward and kind of force other smaller cinema companies into a similar deal is very strong they're coming from a highly leveraged position um because honestly for the most part they could put out their movies in only amc and cinemark locations and still make good money yeah
1: Yeah. now uh, does do these deals carry over to um cinema companies outside the united states
0: well, Cinemark, Cinemark is a UK company that owns Regal. So okay. technically, yes.
1: Okay. But um, not in Canada.
0: But also, the because because VOD and premium video on demand can be regionalized based on the country you're in, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because this will just affect United States releases right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm
1: just... It, like, you know, if... For, for example, yeah. we live like... If, like two hours from the border yeah. just so if if a movie comes out here and in the states the mm-hmm. same day um we we like it, it it'll like we could drive uh across the border and like set up there and then stream it on the like just the other side of the border
0: um and, like, typically Canada later. goes the way the US goes as far as these things are
1: so you think that like Cineplex and yeah I don't know who owns Cineplex
0: to... but it's not a Canadian company Okay. Cineplex, uh, Cineplex Odeon is owned by a parent company. Right. So I'm assu- I'm assuming that they're... I'm assuming they're going to fall in line with whatever everyone, everyone else is doing. Okay. You think um, that this
1: is going to be across the board. It's not just going to be... In
0: Canada and the United States, yes. Because mm-hmm. our our markets are typically more tied together than others. Right. Um, just because... Even it, when you look at domestic box office for a weekend return, uh, the domestic box office is Canada and the United States. It's not... Which is weird because domestic should just be the states. But yeah. Canada and the United States um, are actually um, considered together, Mm -hmm. um, in domestic box office. Uh, it's why Tenet's opening weekend was somewhat inflated. Um, and it was because the movie had been out in Canada for 10 days. And so it was three days in the United States, 10 days in Canada. And that was its opening weekend number, which is kind of, I, I didn't like the way that, um, Warner Brothers did that. I thought that was a little disingenuous to release the number that way, but I, I don't know. It's not up to me. Um, so this, the more interesting thing here is that this is going to continue to affect movie deals post COVID. And I know that this deal is... Movie theaters are hurting right now. And so...
1: Well, I was th- going to ask, you know, movie theaters are going to end up losing money on this deal. How... What made them sign it?
0: They don't... They didn't... I, so the, 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 mo- the people putting out the movies, essentially their argument is like, we are going to go under if you don't sign this deal. <laughs> And the movie people were like, well, we're going to, uh, if we do sign this deal, my understanding is that Mm. there is a cut that is going towards AMC and going towards Cinemark from the premium VOD release. And so Mm. AMC and Cinemark will apparently make some income from this. Okay. The problem with that is that for AMC and Cinemark, the majority of their profit in cinemas is concessions, which they won't be selling through these PVODs. So... there's a world in which this works out, right? Because right now, so many movies come out that you could conceivably fill your theater with only the last month's releases. Yeah, Especially in the summer, especially around Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it would mean that there is a tighter window for movie theaters to make money January through March and September through uh, November. Yeah but for the summer and winter months um, the, the movie theater is probably fine yeah honestly especially once new Star Wars movies are coming out avatar once there are these movies coming out that you put in seven or eight theaters uh, in your 16 theater house um, there's also going to be the, the, this push towards the like reclining leather chairs, Having fewer seats,
1: definitely more like a VIP vibe for the. That's that's what it was called in Canada, anyways. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: there, there's going to be uh, an even greater push for that and higher movie tickets, and going to the movies will be a higher class experience. Yeah. Um, we're already seeing that with places like Alamo Draft House, these movie theaters that serve beer, wine, liquor, like full meals.
1: Yeah. So in in um in Canada, mm-hmm. when you go to Cineplex, you can pay. I think it's like $30 for a Mm -hmm. VIP ticket and you get these leather lounge chairs. There are servers that take Mm -hmm. your order uh, for food and drink and stuff like that. And it's, it's very much that vibe.
0: And here's the thing. I'm thank you for that, Shin. Um, I, uh, for the empire, uh, I am more than willing to spend that money for a nice night out. If the food is good, like Alamo draft house food is good. Like they, they're not messing around. You know what I mean? And so like, that's I that's how I prefer to watch movies.
1: Yeah, hey, if that's your date night, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, great. I love it. you know um, dinner, unrealistic movie. for families. Yes.
0: And so like I, I think that you're always gonna have those more stadium seating houses for family films.
1: But yeah, there' probably be a few of them for the latest Disney Pixar. Yeah,
0: but for for the adult crowd, um, those kind of premium experiences, especially the ones that are like if your phone goes off, we kick you out. Those kind of experiences, I am here for. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how this affects uh, the movie going business. It's mm-hmm. really, um, it, there is a world where uh, we come back next year, right? We The vaccine's out, everyone comes back to theaters. Theaters are packed and all of these backlogs of movies come out. So the movie oh, wow. theaters don't even need to have movies there for three months because there's so much.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot so of So they're content. full
0: up. They're making money from that and they're making money from the VOD. Like, there is a world in which this, in the short term, I think, works out for the movie theaters. Long term, I think it's bad for them.
1: Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think there is a world in which movies that skipped theaters during COVID yes. get put up, especially in theaters, for a week or two, or a, an evening? You know, big things like, you know, like, Tenet was, like, amazing to watch on a big screen. You know, mm-hmm. movies like that, do you think that maybe they get their weekend or their two weeks in the theaters as, like, a special thing. No. No.
0: No, there's gonna be too much content, and no one's gonna care. Like, no one is gonna... Like, if they put Trolls World Tour up, no one's gonna go see it. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, Mulan did poorly, but if Mulan did really well, you don't think people would... Like have seen it and be like, wow! I would love to, cause okay, I, you I'm could, asking, I could see it
0: like in like a in like certain town, like a one house like special event night.
1: Cause I just there are movies that I watch at home and I'm like, wow! I wish I could have seen that in the theater. Yeah, that's fair.
0: I I, I think you that know. I think that there's possibility of that. Yeah, I don't think that it's. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to happen. Yeah. I think that there's so many exciting things people have been waiting for. Yeah. That, like, if you wanted to see Mulan, you've probably seen it by now.
1: For, for sure. Um, for sure.
0: And, um... So, I don't... I No, I know. I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, just... And just because that's not typical. Like, we don't typically re-release movies. Um...
1: No, I know, but it's just, um... You know, the theaters that are staying alive put, like, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and stuff in, in theaters, and... I love Yeah, but those I are classics. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like, movie theaters are always going to be playing classics. That's a thing. I don't think that Mulan is a classic. Well, no. The original is. The original Mulan is a classic. I meant if
1: it was good. I'm trying to think of a movie, like, I'm trying to think of something that has come out and, you know, was supposed to be, was supposed to be in theaters, and then... Well, have kind of
0: pushed all of them, right? Like, Mulan is kind of the only big tentpole one. Because, like, even the ones we watched, Love and Monsters, that Jon Stewart, um, what was that movie called? The political one that we watched? Um... Unbelievable or impossible or something like that, it, it, which was yeah. very good. Yeah,
1: right. I can't remember what it's called.
0: Um, yeah. Like the King of Staten Island, like those movies all came out and got great reviews and are very fun. But like, I don't think that they are. I don't think that people are clamoring for them to come back.
1: Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I just as a as as a person who you know hasn't been to the movies as much as I'd like, there there are movies where yeah. I'm like, dang, I wish I'd gotten to experience that in theater.
0: I think I think that once theaters open, it's gonna be more about like Black Widow, Wonder Woman well, if Wonder Woman doesn't go to HBO Max next month, um, yeah, uh, what, you know, those films are going, I think those are going to be the bigger pushes. Totally. Um, especially, and like the Batman, you know, like there, there's a lot of movies that are supposed to come out next year. No Time to Die, the new Bond movies now next year. Yeah. Um, oh, Dark Dispatch is bringing up that she'd like to see Train to Busan 2 Peninsula in theaters. That's actually one that I could see them doing. Um, Train to Busan is one that I could see them doing like a fan, what, what's that company called? Um, not fandom, uh, Phantom, the, there's a, there's a thing in Regal where like, it's like the, they do special one of night events of the movies. Oh, nice. Uh, Train okay. to Busan 2 is one that I could see just because, um, it isn't in, it is a foreign film, so those already get weirder release schedules in the United States, mm-hmm. um, and the first movie is so beloved. Um, so I, I, I could see that one ending up in theaters for like a one weekend special showing or something like that. The AMC 25 in Times Square would show that movie for a while. Right. Um, uh, just because uh, New York City has a, a, a very large um, Asian population that loves to see foreign uh, Asian films. Yeah. Um, and uh, that movie does, that theater does really well uh, with that kind of business. Mm-hmm. I got to see the Chinese film Nietzsche there. Um, and uh, it was subtitled, but it was in Mandarin. And I was, the o- I was clearly the only person in the room who didn't speak Mandarin, mm-hmm. because, and it was packed. Like, I got, like, the last ticket. <clears throat> and um, this was when you could go to a movie theater and it would be packed. Um, and uh the, the subtit the jokes in the subtitles were just clearly at a different time than the jokes in the Chinese yeah, on screen. Yeah, yeah. And so everyone else was laughing at different times than I was. <laughs> but it was great. And if you haven't seen the movie Nietzsche, um N-E-Z-H-A, it's a really wonderful uh Chinese animated film from last year that um mm-hmm. I just I, I adored. It was it was a you know, it was cool. It was very fun. For the Empire of Rebel Trooper, thank you for that.
1: Yeah. It's, um, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was just, mm-hmm. I, I wondered, um, and you know, we'll have to see what, yeah, what gets pushed back and what gets released on VOD, you know, cause we, we still don't really know yet. Um, yeah, but, um, um
0: but this will change yeah. movie theaters forever. So
1: yeah, yeah that's a, <laughs> good luck everybody. That's, that's a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not nervous
1: hmm I mean, hey, it, I, I think the theaters did what they needed to do. They're like, we're not going to make yeah. it through this. We need something. And
0: honestly, this is the way that it's been going for a while. Yeah. Um,
1: now they just had, like, the power to...
0: What I'm curious about now is that now that these deal... Before we quickly move on... Uh, just quickly before we move on. I'm curious to see if, because of this, we're going to see more, like, Netflix movies and stuff like that have a couple weeks in theaters before being on Netflix. Or while being on Netflix. Because movie theaters have been pushing back on this. It was the big thing around The Irishman the Netflix film from last yeah, year. Yeah, right, right, right. I wonder if deals like this are going to open that up more and we'll see more films like uh, In the Future the Old Guard, things like that being in a couple of theaters around the country where if you want, you can watch on Netflix or you can go see it in a cinema yeah. because the window is not as tight anymore. Yeah. No. Um, Y'all, it's time to talk about the latest in the Twitch saga that Guys, is DMCA.
1: Buckle up.
0: Um. Whew!
1: We Twitch, got some
0: news. Twitch made an announcement yesterday that... Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about, and I don't think I know how you feel about it, because I think we're both a little conflicted on it.
1: I don't feel good. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So Twitch has announced that they are partnering. I just I, I'm gonna be reading a little bit off my iPad here because I want to make sure that I'm getting this right. Uh, Twitch is going to be partnering with Monster Cat, which is a partnership. Uh, it's a program uh, to uh, allow streamers to subscribe to Monster Cat Gold for five dollars per month. Which gives them access to not only a library of songs that they can play during their streams, DMCA free songs, Mm -hmm. um, for just five bucks a month, which isn't bad. Yeah, Um, yeah. For can you know if you're if you're making money on Twitch, that's nothing.
1: Totally, five bucks a month is is one sub, you know. Um,
0: and if you, it's two subs for you. Right, right, right. Um, for the streamer. Not only that, but if you pay five dollars a month to Monster Cat Gold. You get Twitch affiliate status.
1: Yeah. Um, so there's, yeah, you can bypass the minimum viewers, minimum followers, uh, minimum hours streamed, mm-hmm. and just straight up pay for your affiliate status now.
0: And um, what's super weird about it and what I don't, and, and here's the thing that I was looking for, um, and I haven't been able to find information on it. So I just want to be clear that, like, I there, there, this event, there might be information on this somewhere. I just couldn't find it. I don't know if you buy... So if you buy one month at $5, are you an affiliate forever?
1: I don't know. Because I
0: don't... Because Twitch doesn't take away affiliate status.
1: As far as we know, yeah.
0: I've never is, heard I of someone outside of being banned from the platform losing affiliate status. Yeah. So do you have to pay every month to keep your affiliate status?
1: I don't know. Or...
0: Can you just pay five dollars to become an affiliate? Because honestly, for the majority of people, five dollars to become an affiliate and then you cancel the service There's for nothing. month two, five bucks is is what that's a coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and and like here's the thing like I I don't I don't know how I feel about this and I think that a lot of people on Twitch are gonna be very upset about it.
1: Yeah, I mean our chat is very upset about it, and I I I am honestly kind of on their side. You know, uh, a lot of people in our chat right now are twitch streamers mm-hmm. who have worked very hard to build up their community become an affiliate and you know ch- check off all those boxes and yeah. for someone to be able to come in and just you know s- slap a fiver on the the table and be like all right it's it really devalues what it means to be a twitch affiliate um and i think it's uh, disrespectful
0: yeah and honestly like Here's the thing. The, the, the barrier to being an affiliate for some people is a lot of work. Yeah. But I remember getting that email saying that I had done it. And like, look, I it, it took a lot less time for me than it did other people because I piggybacked on Clarus essentially. Um, and, you know, it was five weeks. It took me five weeks to become an affiliate. And I got that email and I was, I was over the moon. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was so excited. Yeah. Becoming an affiliate was really something that, like, I I, I didn't realize I wanted as much as I clearly did because of how happy I was to get it. Yeah. And, you know, we've had so many people in our community lately become affiliates. Uh, Scanny recently.
1: Yeah. Orange.
0: Orange. Uh Rebel. Rebel. Um, I'm, I, if I'm not mentioning, you, I'm sorry, that, that, there's just so yeah, many. Yeah, there's been a like, lot
1: of people that we support and that we love. We watched love. Shirt
0: become affiliate. Yeah. We were there for Ducky's affiliate stream. We were there, like...
1: Well, and it's an exciting thing. Like, becoming an affiliate is a huge milestone in yeah. your, like, Twitch c- career or whatever you want to call yeah. it.
0: But that's gone now. Like, becoming an affiliate now means nothing. Yeah. And that... I, I just... I yeah. really think that it's... it's, um, I think it's unfortunate for the people who care yeah. about Twitch, for the community who, who, who feel invested here, that we, they've taken away now this, like this thing that matters to us. You know what I mean? Like yeah. be showing up for e- every time I've gotten to help someone get to affiliate now that I'm an affiliate and then showing up for the first affiliate stream every it's single it's time so has my... been so exciting yeah. and so much fun. Yeah. And it's, it's like streamers always show up for new affiliate streams because we want you to feel welcome. Yeah. You know, like yeah. welcome to the club. It's a fun club to be a part of. Yeah. You've done it. Mm-hmm. And now it means nothing. It, it literally means, $5. means nothing. It, it means, means a coffee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It um, means that
0: you paid for the, the service that's trying to save Twitch from the DMCA problem. Um, yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I just... I don't know what it means to be a small streamer now in this. You know what I mean? Because now the only thing that you can earn on Twitch is partner, which is almost impossible. Like it's,
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough unless you have a hundred people in your room. Like, it's a, it's a really, really difficult thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah i'm not gonna lie like it i'm kind of upset about it and the more i think about it the more upset about it i am yeah um
0: well and here's here's the thing here's the thing that's really bugging me about it if i'm going to be completely honest i am kind of pissed at twitch because what this looks like to me is that there was a problem that twitch knew was going to be a problem that they never addressed it finally became a problem and then twitch's response to that problem was to point at the streamers and go hey this is your fault and also here's how you can pay us and that's not true this is twitch's fault they are okay. the parent company the 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 ways in which we could have been streaming legally should have been given to us mm-hmm. but they never were twitch just ignored it twitch allowed its platform to break the law for years yeah it's catching up with them it's biting them in the ass and their response to it is how can we monetize our failure our failure and put a financial burden on top of the streamers, as well as everything else we've already done.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know the 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 way that they're handling the DMCA stuff is really like I'm I'm really frustrated, and it <laughs> there's a part of me that's like I just want to move to YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and and I don't really because I love Twitch. I love my community. I know how many people wouldn't make that transition, so I don't want to lose my community. Yeah. But Twitch is literally putting streamers in a position where it's like either move to YouTube or stay here and pay us to be unsure if you're safe.
1: Yeah, and, yeah.
0: And that's that's where we're at. We're literally at a point where Twitch is saying, if you stay on Twitch, you can pay us, and you still might get DMCA'd for in-game music, so kind of like a middle finger to you. And I... Yeah. And on top of that, anyone can be an affiliate, so, like, even that doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know... Uh, uh, <laughs> I think doing this actually might end up, um, you know, hurting Twitch in a sense because yeah. yeah, people people might end up hauling over to YouTube because they're like, well, being a Twitch affiliate doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. It, it, it literally, like Twitch has devalued their status um, as a streaming platform at the moment. I, I think, I, I honestly mm-hmm. think that that's the underlying current to all of this. Um,
0: well, especially especially the fact that Twitch refuses to delete stuff that you've deleted. To actually delete it. Yeah. Like, the, the fact that Twitch streamers live in a world where we all might just get banned at any point for stuff that isn't even on our channel anymore. Yeah. Like, we will just get removed for DMCA stuff that we have no control over. So, like, we all might end up on YouTube anyway because there might be a point where Twitch just starts picking us off one by one as they go through our old VODs. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: And, like, you know, my VODs are super clean. I, don't, I never play music in my VODs. And yet, I'm like, well, yeah, but... But I, I play games. play games.
1: Well, uh, uh, gosh. And, and the, the, like, the scariest part for streamers mm-hmm. is that, you know, if, for example, we were to voluntarily move over to YouTube tomorrow... Yeah. You know, we could tell everybody. We could be like, hey, guys... This is what we decided to do. Please come and join us if you feel so inclined. (laughs) If we get banned or deleted, like we lose access to our community to let them know that, you know, we're going to be on YouTube.
0: Well, let's be honest. Like it would take us months to financially get to the point we're at on Twitch.
1: For sure. It would take us,
0: like we would literally, and we're unemployed. Like we would lose, Twitch is kind of, Twitch and Patreon are our incomes. Like we would lose half, we would lose more than half of our monthly income. If we move to YouTube tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We like, will lose most of it. Easily.
1: Um, and it's just... It's a scary thought. And, like, I understand why people are just picking up and moving over to YouTube. Because they don't want it to be a surprise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Thankfully, we... You know, we have Discord to connect with our community. But, you know, I yeah. have... Like, my, my... My... My Twitch does have over a thousand followers. And they're definitely not in Discord.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's just one of those things where I can't... Like if if my channel were to get deleted I can't go back to those followers and just let them know like hey guys I'm gonna be hopping over this way you know come join me if you want it's you know
0: so go subscribe to our YouTube channel <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah plug in the YouTube channel no it's it but this is this is a serious thing and it's yeah. really unfortunate I, I think it's really distasteful how twitch is handling this mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah yeah they're basically just giving you the middle finger and saying you pay us and you know well and we'll we'll try
0: yeah i don't know i don't know i i really i was shocked to read it this morning to read that like this 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 thing that mattered that twitch that twitch made matter you know you get your cool email and and you know you get your first sub badge and like it just matters to people and for them to just in an email make that not matter anymore and be like, you know what? This was never really a thing. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah. There are people who worked so hard to earn that affiliate status. mm mm-hmm. um, I mean, myself included. You know, like, I, like, Didn't know what I was doing on Twitch and I I, I had to, I had to figure it out. I had to like, um, I I I think I was like five or six weeks as well before I I hit it. You know, like it's just uh, taking, taking that away from people is a really crappy thing to do in the middle of all this.
0: Yeah. And I honestly, part of it for me is like, I, I remember putting in my uh, Instagram bio that I was a Twitch affiliate and I'm like, well, I guess I'll take that out because like,
1: It doesn't doesn't mean mean anything.
0: anything. You know what I mean? Like, those things, like, you know, I I think that we kind of, as streamers, we take that little piece of our identity and we're proud of it. Like, you know, you've taken something that people are proud of and people have earned um, and you've basically been like, hey, hey, kids. (laughs) Doesn't mean shit. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. We're trying not to swear on the morning show, but um, I I don't know. I'm upset.
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah like the honestly the more that i think about it the more i'm just like it leaves a bad taste in my mouth yeah i think it's uh i think yeah i think i think twitch may have screwed up i think they keep screwing up i think they're just like digging you know like
0: well but they keep screwing up because they keep making it the affiliates fault yeah. and the partner's fault for all this yeah like the dmc strike well it's your guys's fault for having music in your streams Oh, b- no, but I deleted those VODs. Oh, yeah, well, it's your fault that we can't delete them and that they live forever here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they Twitch keeps making it the content creator's fault. And they're, like, the big content creators, the ones who can move to YouTube without worrying about all this stuff, are gone
1: soon. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, and, and some of them already are. Some of them have already left. Um, Dubs left. You know, like, people have already left and pe- more people are going to. And the, mm-hmm. the creators who are big enough to not have to worry about this are going to leave.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're just going to be like, nah eh, it's not worth the risk. I mean, that's, <clears throat> you know, that's what I would do. If I if, if, if I wasn't relying on my Twitch income to eat, you mm-hmm. know, like I, you know, I would definitely be considering just eating on over to YouTube. But yeah. like, I, it's it's a scary thing. Like, because, because you've worked so hard on this platform to build up your community and connect with people. Um, and Twitch is kind of taking that away, and you know, there's a great point in the chat right now. It's not only from the streamers; it's also from the viewers mm-hmm. who supported their, who supported the streamers that they love. And now that time that they put in, that effort that you know, that networking they did. Hey, friend, come check out this person's chat. Give them a follow. Let's get those average views up. That all, yeah. Well, from the it.
0: from the viewer perspective, and here and this is another way in which it hurts the streamers, right? Mm-hmm. We have people, like, the people who helped me get to affiliate, um, uh, Shiny Umbreon Master, uh, yeah. gamester, uh, the Broken Pirates, like, I, those people put in the time, Scanny Land, he was Scanny Land back then, now he's Mad Lad Scanny, like, those people really pushed me to affiliate, right? They, they put in the time and so they're still a part of the community now because they feel invested in it yeah and i I hate to you know i'm not trying to like make it seem um i'm not trying to make it seem like a gross relationship but that there is a relationship that was built not just for the streamer who got to affiliate but also for the ogs and channels who are like i was a part of something like i was a part of getting that person to affiliate so now i'm a part of that community and so taking the building to affiliate away from the streamer literally takes away a part of our ability to build initial communities
1: yeah yeah i think if twitch had put out uh, you know I, i think if they had pushed this music platform mm-hmm. and they were just like hey guys we have an option for you five bucks a month and you can get this this music library and it was nothing to do with being an affiliate it probably would have been a smart choice honestly yeah like, I, that would have been i would have been like okay you know twitch twitch is trying twitch is yeah. is, is is on to something here and they're not just gonna let us drown they're gonna they're trying to give us options and now it's like
0: but why are we paying for it facebook facebook licensed the music for their gaming service and the, the content creators on Facebook don't have to pay for it and you can't tell me well Facebook's a big company Amazon's a giant freaking company Amazon has Amazon Music you're telling me that Twitch can't partner with Amazon Music somehow really? you're telling me that the streamers true. have to pay five dollars a month?
1: yeah that's, and that's look, true and
0: look for for for. for you know, uh, I'm bringing up Emmy Rome because she just made partner, and we're proud of her. But like for Emmy Rome, two subscriptions a month going towards your music service is whatever. But for someone who like is only getting fifteen subs a month, like two of, losing two of those sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I I just don't understand why I don't understand why this is so difficult. Yeah. I really don't. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know why Twitch keeps making these decisions the way that they do.
1: Yeah. 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 It's, it yeah, I, I do think it comes um, from greed. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, Yeknamses in the chat says, we'd be having a different conversation if the whole affiliate thing wasn't on the table. And you're absolutely right. The thing about this that bugs me, the, the $5 a month, whatever, like at the end of the day.
1: They the, could partner with Amazon Music and, you know, that would be, that would be great. And that would well, be that smart, would, but they're not going to, whatever. It's it would fine. be complicated.
0: But um, the, the, it's, it's really the affiliate thing that I'm like, okay, great. So then like, so now we're, now Twitch is a pay to play service. And before it wasn't, before you earned this. And like you don't, you know, it's it's not the craziest thing that you earned. It's it's not like you put in fifteen years of your life and you, you get an award. It's it's just But
1: still, it means something. It meant something. Yeah.
0: It meant something. It and too. it doesn't now. Um, yeah. Muddles in the chat says the root of the issue also is music industry greed that they refuse to construct a way for streamers to find a direct way to legally stream music. That they could make a separate service in less than a week that a streamer could buy into a fair price and start making even more than they'd ever lost uh models it's honest dude, it, dude it's so much more complicated than that and that's the problem like the problem with the problem the problem legally is that you can't just like put all the music on a streaming service for streamers to use like that doesn't exist there's no way to give the broadcast rights to that many songs that's easily and broadcast rights are just complicated and you you know like radio stations have broadcast rights but they pay per play of each song they don't get like a service and it's like well you can do as much as you want with it you can't play you can play the same song 10 times in a row like you just can't and so because it's about broadcast rights it's so complicated and it's so the, the issue is so massive
1: that twitch should have been on it years ago
0: yeah and, and honestly, the, 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 the easiest thing to do is just not play music, uh, honestly. The yeah. problem is that games keep putting music in them, but don't have, the games don't have broadcasting rights. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really just comes down to this idea, this this push-pull, really, of... The, people have let it go because free advertising is never a bad thing. Yeah. But also, like, once the free advertising gets to the point where you don't seem to be making money... Um, you don't seem to be making money as much money as the people doing the broadcasting, it, it becomes a problem for the people who are, the advertising isn't helping them at all. Uh, in the streaming world, broadcasting has is very complicated, and I, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what to do. Uh, Shin in the chat says, I understand the frustration, but for me it doesn't change anything, though I must still support you guys. Oh, thank you, Shin, mm-hmm. uh, the whole DMCA thing I feel Will backfire eventually so don't lose hope yet I, I'm not losing hope dude I'm not it's more because long term we're gonna be fine
1: yeah like we're gonna we, we're gonna be fine if, if, if we're gonna be fine it just feels it just feels like we've kind of been shit all over a bit right I, now
0: I think that I think that in the short term if Twitch implodes it's like three tough months for us to rebuild somewhere else you know what I mean um, I think yeah. that if Twitch, if Twitch goes away, which it could, like this could be the end of Twitch. And I don't think I'm being hyperbolic to say that. Harris Heller said that in his video about this. Like uh, the people who know more than I do are also kind of being like, this could be the end of Twitch. It might not be. It might be. We don't know yet. We don't know how it's going to shake down. But um, if this is the end of Twitch at some point in the next bit, I think it's going to be three months of tough rebuilding somewhere else, um, which would probably for us be YouTube because we already have videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We already have stuff there. Um, uh, so I, I I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I hope that things work out. I hope Twitch figures it out because the community here is so great and, um, we know how to use this platform. We don't have to learn anything. We already have sub badges here. That stuff's all done. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, it would be, I think it would be three tough months rebuilding somewhere else. Yeah. Which would be YouTube. We're not going to be on Facebook gaming. Sorry, Facebook.
1: No. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Well, that was all the news, wasn't it?
0: Uh, there's other small stuff but I think that's where we should end the show Um, for those of you who are in the chat uh, we're going to end the recording of the show quickly and then we're going to come back and we're going to do a reaction video live with you to the new Tom and Jerry trailer so stick around through this and then we're going to raid North Trooper after that Uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube that video will be up uh, on the YouTube as well so go check that out after this one (laughs) and for those of you who are listening to the podcast feed uh, check out our YouTube page and uh, consider subscribing over there Uh, we've been going in subscribers lately which is nice yeah um, yeah going up 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 and people uh, like our
1: pokemon card videos yeah
0: we're apparently we should just play pokemon card videos uh play pokemon cards on video for people apparently yeah. that's the content that the internet really wants yeah um so there will probably be more of those coming up soon uh for the rest of you who are here live thank you so much. it means the world to us we'll be back tomorrow morning 10 a.m eastern
1: mm-hmm. and i
0: think you're streaming today
1: I am. I'm streaming at 1 p.m. Eastern today Mm -hmm. with some more Skyrim.
0: Skyrim. And, uh, y'all, I know I usually play Diablo 2 on Wednesday nights. I will still be playing it. I'm not going to stream tonight. Um, Just give myself a little bit of a break. I'm going to be playing, and uh, my voice will be in Tommy Tsunami stream. So if you want to come check it out, uh, check out Tommy4 underscore Tsunami. And we're going to be playing Diablo tonight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We'll probably play for 4 or 5 hours. And I'm very, very excited. Um uh Joker Jester Clown is asking, what is your Twitch?
1: Oh, I stream over at Clara Stracaris. Can um, you throw a
0: shout-out for yourself?
1: I don't think I can shout out myself. Oh, interesting. Rebel, can you shout me out? Yeah, can
0: someone please shout out my wife?
1: <laughs> um, oh, and thank you for
0: shouting out I uh, no it's it's four underscore tsunami. Yeah, Rebel.
1: Tom Tommy has four underscores in his name for some it's reason. The worst. I, I love
0: the guy, but it's the worst.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That Joker Jester Clown that is uh her Twitch there. Yeah,
1: I'm playing my Night King build. In it's going to be fun. It's, I'm really loving it. Yeah, it's, it's I'm, I'm really loving it.
0: And, uh, yeah, we're going to come back and do that re- trailer reaction, but for everyone else, we're going to say goodbye mm-hmm. uh, the way we always do. Um, my name's David Webb.
1: <laughs> I'm Arielle Edwards.
0: Do something nerdy tonight. Bye-bye. Bye.